My position coach is bringing all the boys to the yard. And they're like, it's better than yours. Damn right. It's better than yours. This is Locked On Baylor. You are Locked On Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is a Thursday, and the Baylor football team is missing three coaches, none of which are named Dave Aranda, by the way. Uh, Cameron Stewart from Locked On Baylor there, Drake Toll here from Locked On Big 12, and Cam, Dave Aranda has fired ah, some odd a dozen coaches in his tenure at Baylor over the course of four years, take, and yeah. now he's seen three fall through his fingertips to Alabama and the Baltimore Ravens of the National Football League. Usually we would say what a sign of a great program, but I mean, what? This, look, how blindsided can you get? Look, I have posed this question to my listeners at Locked on Baylor, and I want to take this chance to throw it out there to the good fans of the truck stop conference, the Big 12. Is Dave Aranda too good at hiring coaches? It's a genius. I, I think that's where we're at right now. I think we have to ask that question. Okay, like one guy literally comes in, Chris Kapilovic, the offensive line coach. They've taken from Michigan State in December. Oh, I forgot about that guy. Didn't he used to coach for Baylor? <laughs> in December. <laughs> and by February, Alabama's taking him. Like literally, this is Kaywin DeBoer thinking, oh my. You know, I I didn't think much of Kapilovic, but Dave Aranda went after him. That we got to get on this because yeah. Dave Rand is always, always on to something. We've had the, so the two get taken. This has been a wild week. Two get taken by Alabama on Monday. That's Kapilovic and linebackers coach Christian Robinson. And then yesterday, Wednesday, they hire an offensive line coach in the morning and everyone gets excited. And then another coach leaves in the afternoon. Dennis Johnson goes to the Baltimore Ravens, the defensive line coach. I don't know. We know Dave is a stand-up guy. Say what you want about him nice as dude. a coach. Nah. Most of the stories we've heard are him being a nice guy, right? Yeah. And a couple years ago, he gave Gary Bohannon, the starting quarterback, the opportunity to leave in the portal so that he didn't have to lose eligibility. He said, hey, we're going to go Wait with Blake Shapin as our starter. You BYU starting quarterback Gary Bohannon? That's correct. Same That's one. correct. Same one. Um, and I I'm starting to wonder if he told the same thing to his staff after he got retained. Like, oh. guys, look. I don't know. I don't That's know one best happen. one. If you get I an offer, like. I'd take it personally. <laughs> and that's what's so weird about this is they're all better jobs, right? But like, I, I get it. Alabama's a much better job than Baylor, especially in the current state. But like, you, Kapilovic, you just got here, man. You, yeah. you just got here. You are keeping guys on the team. You're selling them this dream. You're bringing in recruits. And two months later, you're gone. Audi. Like, I, it's a wild scenario to be in in December when this stuff happens. It's way more wild in the latter half of February to have all of this happen. Now, there is a silver lining to this. You ready to hear this? Oh, yeah. Because it might just be crazy. So you lost an offensive coach in Kapilovic. You brought in an offensive line coach. You, that's already sorted. Your other two guys are on the defensive side of the ball. One that you already have Dave Aranda taking responsibilities for with the play calling this year on the defensive side is the head coach. So your defensive coordinator, Matt Powich, could he take on some other opportunities? Maybe. 
But they also did just hire someone a couple weeks ago, Drake, who is a pretty darn good defensive mind. Now, as a senior strategic consultant, Gary Patterson can more or less do his job from his house. But what if he just needs to get down in the trenches again as a real coach and he just takes on one of these position groups? Crazier things have happened. Uh, This is the Jeff, the New York financier, Chris Beard, the UNLV basketball. (laughs) Gary Patterson, the (laughs) defensive line coach for Baylor. That Gary Patterson. You, you, OJ Simpson, the running back, the guy with the most (laughs) games of 200 plus yards. Chris Kalipovic. They'll forget his name quick. They, as they should. I just tell like you, you might lose your obscure inside linebackers coach who goes to be the, the the de- co-defensive coordinator right at at Washington State. You're like, oh, yeah. sure, whatever. We didn't know who that guy was, but they have three guys. I well, we don't. My... To be fair, we don't know who these guys are in like real. Yeah, I mean the oh, sick, yeah. the sickos I mean, you... know, of course. Dennis Johnson, I, I you, know, know, you know, you but... got a better idea. My, yeah, so my the, question the with this Hall is, Famer, but like to have the, it's just the volume that's concerning. Like I, one guy, they're replaceable, but three guys, what? I saw a couple people that were like, oh, these three leaving is a sign of poor leadership from Dave Aranda. And look, I'll be the first one to show up to the doorstep of the poor leadership from Dave Aranda party. I am right there with you guys. But, dude, it's the NFL and Alabama. I don't know if they're like if you're in Oklahoma State, the stability of Mike Gundy, you probably still leave for those two things. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so we actually had yesterday on the Matt Mosley show, weekdays three to six, he has been Central Texas. We have Will Turboff from 24-7 Sports, who covers a lot of Baylor recruiting. He's great. He's in the trenches. He's got contacts with all these guys. And I asked him something along those lines of like, hey, you know, we hear about, you know, Baylor hitched their wagon to Dave Aranda because there's stability there and there's stability in the coaching staff for the most part. Yeah, a little iffy. Um, but the, the the quote out of this was that there's no attrition in the locker room. There's no attrition within the Baylor football building. And so I asked, Will, does is this a sign of attrition? And he's like, no. They left for Alabama and the Ravens. Yeah. <laughs> I I, it's not a sign of like, hey, they don't want to coach here. Is there what I think a stability issue? Sure, because like, there's a very real possibility that this thing gets off to a rocky start next year and Dave Aranda's gone before Columbus Day. Like, that's that's a real possibility. Um, and I'm sure Chris Kapilovic doesn't want to go through that again, being on Mel Tucker's staff last year yeah, at Michigan yeah. State. But it, it, I, I don't know how much that even came into play. I just think these were better jobs. We see it in the media world all the time. Doesn't matter how long you're at one place. You could be on a radio show for two weeks but if you get your own radio show on that same station you're going to take that opportunity probably so you would you'd at least explore you talk to the boss man and see what he says yeah uh before we jump into even more sports love sports the mason miller hire at at the o-line spot i mean i (laughs) yeah i love that that dave aranda and jake spavadol said you know what if we can't have this alabama guy give us the how mummy disciple i mean how do you rate this higher? This tickles me, Drake. And this is this is for the whole Big 12. This ain't just Baylor sickos here, so don't hit that plus 30 button or whatever. Because they brought in this guy. They could have they could have promoted somebody, but they brought this guy in. Offensive coordinator at Tarleton State, of course. Like when you get an opportunity at the Tarleton State staff, you, you take that if you're Baylor, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but also they brought him in 
because of the Hal Mummy, because of the Mike Leach, because he is used to coaching offensive lines specifically in air raid spread offenses. Jake Spavadol has already said, that's the way we're going. We're going air raid. We're spreading it out. And now Baylor coaches are admitting, which they haven't been able to say for almost a decade now. It's like saying Voldemort. They're saying, hey, remember when Art Bryles was here? Uh-uh. Let the off the field stuff. No, not great. But remember when we were putting up like 60 points a game? We we're one of the best football teams in the country and like on our way towards a national championship. Why don't we go back to that? And it's the first time we have seen since Bryles was unceremoniously dismissed in 2016 right they have that they have leaned into that they have leaned into it and they have said yes this was a recipe for success this was the most stable era of 120 years of Baylor football and it was fun and it was sexy and people wanted to come here and play for it why don't we get back to that and every move you have seen this offseason on the offensive side has leaned towards that so yeah. This this hire, I have never been more excited by an offensive line coach hire than right now. Of course. Coming up, I got something big for you, and Cam does too. Oh, this is going to be good. Locked on Big 12, Locked on Baylor, your favorite podcast every day. Today's show is brought to you by eBay Motors. <laughs> Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and even level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. Over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for. eBay Guaranteed Fit guarantees your fit. With eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It is ebaymotors.com, and it's where I go when I wreck my car once a year. Millions of parts for your MVP. Win every time with parts that fit your ride. Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Big 12. I'm Drake Toll from ESPN Central Texas. That's Cameron Stewart from Locked On Baylor. We need to talk some Baylor today and BYU and Josh Pate. Not liking either of those teams. Now, Cam, obviously, Baylor's losing some assistance to the NFL in Alabama, so that must be a pretty good football program. But here, Josh Pate, and I, and I mentioned it yesterday's show. I love Josh Pate. He's a guy who I've had on my show before. All the stuff that he does, I think it's funny. Like, he obviously, in this video he made, that he ranks the Big 12 teams, doesn't like Cincinnati. But Josh Pate, like every other talking head nationally, doesn't like teams that aren't very good at football. They can't. You can't spend as much time on Cincinnati as you do Utah. But he's got Baylor at 14 in the Big 12, BYU at 15, both of those teams below Arizona State and Houston. And he's got Colorado right there with Iowa State above West Virginia, Arizona above West Virginia and Iowa State. What's a, What are we doing here? Well, I mean, Drake, to be fair, if you prefaced it like that and said, this is his power rankings for this year's Big 12, you'd be like, okay, yeah, that's fine. But he's not. Yeah, he's doing true. it as a program within a three-year window. That's what I don't get. And I've been just dying on this soapbox, on this hill of Baylor is not that bad a program within the last three years. And I know everyone who hears it looks at the at yeah. the records and is like, you sure 
you sure about that? They've had three losing seasons in four years. So it's a weird thing for me, a weird hill for me to die on. But that one season they didn't have a losing season, they went 12 and 2, won the conference, yeah. won the Sugar Bowl, top five final ranking, which falls into the three year window. That's what I don't understand. And some of the teams they are ahead of not only did not reach those heights in the last three years, some haven't done it in 30 years. Some yeah. haven't done it in ever. So that's that's what I'm really pissed about. One of those teams has had a good season the last like 10 years. It was recent. It was last year. But then their coach left. So I and part of it, one of his things is stability. So I, I just I've had a, a lot of trouble with this one, Drake. I've had a lot of trouble with it. And it's I'm not, not just it's not just me, the Baylor guy, by the way, because you he mentioned he dumped on Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. I talk about 2021 and all the great things Baylor did that year. Do you remember what Cincinnati did that year? Did they go to the playoff? They went to the college football playoff. <laughs> I don't. I, I so like yes, yeah, Cincinnati stinks now, and so does Baylor. Right? Uh. There's nobody denying that. But if we're going in a three-year window, we have to use the three years. The three years that Colorado went four and eight, one and eleven, four and eight. The year that the three-year window that Arizona State went three and nine, and two of them had had a top five pick and the Heisman Trophy winner, and went three and nine. Yeah, yeah. That Arizona State, the Colorado who has one legitimate winning season in 20 years, one non-COVID winning season in 20 years, Yeah, but is a better program than Baylor. Because you've heard of their coach, right? He used to play in the NFL. He's the flashy guy, right? He was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. We don't, we don't know if he can coach at this level yet, but yeah. And honestly, like for, for a Baylor, for a BYU that have had in the last three or four Poor years BYU such success too. and a Cincinnati that's been to a college football playoff, it's like, okay, I'll put it, I'll put it like that. I'll, I'll say it. I'll do it. If this was a list from Jeff Goodman or from Clay Travis, I would have no problem coming on here and saying, what an idiot. It would make so much more sense. Like, what are we talking about? It's the fact that it's Josh Pate who I actually like, who I, who should know better, right? Like I, I, he's a good analyst. Yes. Like I, and and if, when he's not a good analyst, he's a great entertainer. When you have both, you're a great member of the media. And I know that this is like his response. A lot of people's response be like, Oh, is this just like view mining content mining off another guy? And, and at first I didn't want to do this segment. I waited a few days, thought, yeah, I don't want to like mine off of this guy's list. But it's such a bad, like when you, it's the caveat. It's his three-year caveat that buries him because now we have teams like Texas Tech. What has Texas Tech done in the last three years aside from fire a coach and regress in year two under Joey McGuire? I do not, like, Tech can be good in the future, but have they shown it? Well, they're, I mean, of course they're ahead of TCU, who all they've done in the last three years is go to the national championship game. Like, Heisman runner up. What are we doing, man? That's what I'm not getting. Like, it literally felt like darts at a map. Like, the Arizona State thing, uh, that is just so perplexing. What? Because at least Arizona had a good year in those three years. Arizona State didn't. Didn't that that whole athletic department is an absolute mess? Like what what has Arizona State shown in the last 
25 years yeah. of football? Like, what, what am I well, they did hi- they, they hired and then fired that Hall of Famer who was scandal-ridden. That didn't that work guy, out. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't work. Uh, like, and, I, Hu- I mean, Houston. Houston. What like, is, I, like, Houston has been fine the last 10 years when you bring in the, the American Conference days. Sure, yeah, yeah. But, like, what if the last three years bared from Houston? Like, I, I, what am I missing? I, I don't know what I'm getting wrong here. Like, is it because of they like the Willie Fritz hire? I like the Willie Fritz hire, too. <laughs> but of the last three years, he has been the coach for zero of them. Like, Resource pool, stability, talent acquisition. I've been to TDXU Stadium. Oh, yeah. Like, resource, like, resources. Okay, BYU has insane resource pool, man. Like, they have an entire religion that goes to that school. Like, that is it. Like, you know what I mean? I I, I don't, I just don't get it. Okay, so uh, Colorado has a little bit more NIL than Baylor. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know if they have more NIL than BYU. I it, the best maybe the best part of the whole thing is Cyclone Larry sixty nine, who we all know the best responds to Pate's list with Josh sad face, and Pate responds, "We will rise from the ashes this fall." Larry, his he went on a whole campaign in the last few days apologizing to Iowa State fans, realizing he had put them too low. And I, I look, I which get by the way, Iowa State. Ahead of Baylor, because I have to defend this. Yeah. Baylor has done something in the last three years that Iowa State has never done. Uh, They've done uh, something in the last three years that Iowa State hasn't done in 110 years. (laughs) And then, oh, another thing that they've done in the last three years that Iowa State has literally never done. That is, respectively, winning 10 games, winning the conference, and having a top five final finish. Just by the way, and I like Iowa State. Which, yeah, out there. I, I like Iowa State too, and I, I get like I nine is too low for them, and I don't mind Iowa State being above Baylor, especially if we take off the three-year caveat. And moving yeah, forward, I, didn't, right? I didn't mention them in my rant on the show. Stability, the stability thing being there. I just, I don't know how BYU is behind, behind um, a lot of these. I don't know how Baylor's behind. I just don't. Even like, like I, West Virginia is a toss-up for me. Yeah, no. Like if this is a ten-year list, obviously Baylor's way higher. Oh, three but years. I think three. Baylor's above West Virginia. Yeah, I think so too. I, I can hear an argument yeah. for it because of the 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 direction they're trending yeah. versus the direction Baylor's trending. But I, I just I don't get this, man. Yeah, I think the Big Twelve might have been a step too far for West Virginia football. If we're being I, honest, I I think the Big Twelve might have been a step too far for Josh Pate. He got in over yeah. his head. He got in over his head, and now the truck stops are coming after him. Brunch time, and he was like, "I can't, I can't." Moments too big, lights too bright. I can't Big Twelve right now. I just, I get every list. Like my list could be picked apart by Josh Pate, but to this extent. Like, I mean, ah, you just got to do a little Google. You just do a little Google or don't say the three years thing. And we're yes, because okay. if it's a vibe list, <laughs> yeah, he's whatever. pretty much got it. He's pretty whatever, much got sure. it. But that's not what he said. That's not what he said. Nope. Resources and stability. Um, coming up, let's talk more football. This is Locked On Big 12, Locked On Baylor, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is where I go when I need money. It's like, oh, rent's coming up. Oh, great. FanDuel exists. I go there. I say, FanDuel, I think that St. Mary's is going to win the basketball game tomorrow. And FanDuel says, all right, put some money on it. Money where your mouth is. And then FanDuel rewards me when St. Mary's does win the basketball game or Cincinnati or whoever. Uh, FanDuel.com forward slash locked on. Get 150 bucks in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. When Sunday rolls around and you're feeling like, oh, gosh, dang it. I had a bad couple days on FanDuel. That's when you bet Quinnipiac basketball, Canisius, Siena, St. Peter's. They're all right there for you at FanDuel.com. It makes it easy to make a little extra pocket cash. Quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, and more. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sports book of the NBA. Cam, I think that Baylor basketball might be the most March Madness fraudulent team in the Big 12. And the reason being, Shot. the defensive performances have been lackluster. This reminds me a lot of the last couple of Baylor teams. When we talk March Madness squads, like a BYU going into this whose defense is not exactly lauded, a Houston whose defense is, I think about staying power. Which of these teams can compete the deepest in March? Who might not be the number one team in the Big 12? Texas Tech played so well in the regular season. I think TCU will go further in March. For Baylor, the offense has been there. The defense has given me, huh, this will go great until you run into a Big East team like Marquette and you get slammed. I fear that is going to be the fate of the Baylor Bears. They might be to me, if I had to deduce to one team, the biggest March Madness fraud, I don't know if Baylor gets out of the first weekend if they meet a physical opponent. The biggest one in the Big 12? Biggest fraud? Of the, well, there are 10 teams to select from yeah. that could make it to March here, so you got a lot of teams to choose, but I, I believe that the offset between offense and defense is tough for me to get past oh, based on Cam, <laughs> Josh Payton here, based on what I've seen the last two seasons from Baylor basketball when the defense fell apart or they weren't physical enough in March. Okay, so I know you watched the game against BYU. Yep. Were you not watching before that, like the last five games? The very good five games. Very yeah, where they played game. some really good defense. Okay, you look at the box score and you'll see West Virginia got 81 points. But if you watch that yeah. game, they had like 15 in the last three minutes because Baylor took the foot off. And by the way, I thought Baylor was the much more physical team in that game, which surprised yes. me a bit. You, yes. don't see them, you don't see West Virginia out physicality in Morgantown often. And then the three games before that, they held teams under 65 points. Mm -hmm. So I thought, and maybe I'm wrong about this, but I've watched every game of this team. I think the last game against BYU was an aberration. Oh. It was they, it, not that, you know, they deserve to win. They didn't. But I, I just don't think that was the team that we have seen the last month. And we have seen what this team can do. And now I go back to last year to go off your point, because we were both saying that this was not a team that was poised for a deep run. And lo and behold, we were both right. But yeah. I see just such a better makeup of this team than last year. I mean, that la that team in 23, they they couldn't do anything in the paint on, on either end of the court. They, they, they were a poor man's version of this year's BYU team. They shot a high volume of threes going outside in, not inside out. Yeah. Uh, and they just had so many deficiencies that you were right. You know, if they played a physical team, they were going to get their doors blown off. Exhibit A, playing Iowa State. They played them three times last year. They lost three times. Yep. I don't think that is the case for this team. I, I think they can 
like you said, against West Virginia, they can out physical teams. They they have much more of a scoring threat in the paint. I mean, the best scoring threat they've had in the paint in a while, actually, yeah. even going back before those national championship team, that national championship team. Of course, that one was, you know, a lot better at a lot of other things. But I think this is too versatile an offense to to be the most fraudulent March Madness team. Now, does that mean they automatically go to the Sweet 16? No, because you never know with the, with these matchups in a one-game elimination. Um, they could run into a buzzsaw in, or at least a bad matchup in the second East round team. and not get there. Anybody Big in the Big East. Big East, though, it's not as good as it's been. Like a Creighton. Like, it's really those three teams at the top, right? I mean, I, it's... Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, if, it's, if they it's saw UConn, it. Marquette, and and Creighton. Yeah, but if so, I mean, I just somebody else sneaks in there. I my my thing here is like Alabama is the number one team in the country offensively, and they're number six in Ken Palm overall. I think if I remember correctly, I, I know it's here six, seventy uh, second defensively. I think Alabama will struggle in the postseason because their defense is lackluster compared to their offense, especially Baylor's eighty fifth, eighty fifth in the country defensively per the analytics, whereas teams like BYU, Texas, TCU, who you wouldn't necessarily consider to be defensive juggernauts, are top 60, much less 85th. Even BYU, 20 points ahead of Baylor, uh, 30 points almost ahead of Baylor here. So if you're going to pick a team that you think Mm -hmm. is the most potentially fraudulent in March, who would it be for you? Okay, Boomer. Say it. No way. Oklahoma. Actually, yes. Texas was low hanging fruit for you here. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> it feels like yes. they're both low hanging fruit, but yes. I, because I, I originally, when you posed this question, I thought Texas, yeah. like straight yeah. away. Um, and it looks like, you know, after both have had some doubts this year, Oklahoma more recently, Texas more at the beginning of the conference schedule, they're both going to be in the tournament. Um, Somehow, why are we valuing them so much? I, I don't know. I don't that know. makes no sense. But I'll, I'll, and I'll tell you why I like Texas a little bit more. Like, I'm, if Texas goes out in the first round, I'm honestly not going to be all that shocked because yeah. they love doing that. Um, but I think they have a, a good enough defensive team and they've got, shot makers, which they didn't have on those Shaka smart teams. They had some lottery picks, some big guys. Jared Allen is the one that comes to mind. Jackson Hayes. Uh, But they just didn't have like guys who could shorten the game down the stretch and give you good looks on the offensive end, no matter what they've got. They've got Aismas, they've got Hunter, and I still really like Dylan DeSue. I know that's not a hot take, but I like, Hey, what about the Weaver kid with the hairline? You didn't mention him. I love him as a player. I, he, no, I don't no. know that he's like a create your shot guy, but no, he's not, but he plays I, hard. I'll give him yeah, that. Yeah. He makes a lot of little things happen. Now I look at Oklahoma and to your point about Baylor, Oklahoma is a good defensive team. Um, mm-hmm. They they are. Uh, they're top five in with the a very experienced March madness coach. Yeah, but I, I just don't. don't yeah. Like, he's been well, to the final that. four. Yes, he has. Yes. I don't love. I I think he's a bit overrated in his job at Oklahoma that he's done the last couple of years. To be honest with you, okay. um, but I, I'm looking at the the who's the guy for Oklahoma. I I just don't know. Yeah, they have point. one guy in the top twenty in the conference in scoring, which you know is at the end all be all. No, but you need to have uh, all, all the other teams that are poised to make deep runs have two or three guys on that list. Mm-hmm. And then I look at offensive rebounding, which is always a good Bayward trait. It was not a good trait for them or it didn't go well for them against BYU. Mm-hmm. And in the big 12, Oklahoma's 11th 
and offensive rebounds and and 10th in three point percentage. Every freaking year we see the teams that go far and win national championships on second chance points and mostly second chance threes. The best play, the best strategy in the in the tournament is offensive rebound kick out three. They don't they're not very good at that. Um they're they're 10th in assist to turnovers, 11th in turnover margin, and every team below them in all those categories I just listed are not tournament teams. They're scrappy. They play good defense. I yeah. just don't see them going far in the tournament. I and, don't... and and it does help, yes, that the one game I've seen them live this year, they got blown out. They got curb stomped by Baylor. They were never in that game. They had no answer for a zone defense. I think Oklahoma is overrated. I think Texas is overrated as well. I'm not sure if anybody really pushed back on either of those. Maybe that's why I default to Baylor as being. I mean, I view it as there are really six teams, maybe that are are pure March Madness teams out of the Big 12. There will be 10 that make it, but obviously four of them are going to lose in the first or second round here. I think what um, you're more thinking of is Baylor will be the biggest disappointment. Yeah, that's probably a better because way they'll be it. a three seed. And maybe that's why I go fraud here, um, just because there will be people who put Baylor in the final four in their brackets. And I just, again, I, I don't, the defense is not where it was, which that, that defense was not a Ken Palm darling in 2021. No, either, it was not. How, people kind of forget that. Yeah. Yeah. How great it was the eye the test. Next year so. was fantastic. But very a lot better than 85th in the country. Yes, I will, yes. will throw that <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. I think they were top like, 27th or 28th yeah, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, the ball is tipped. There you are. Five more games of running for your life. You're a shooting star. You can't listen to the to the song once March Madness starts. So get it in no. now. Get put it in now. Put it in right now. Uh and 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 let it wet your whistle. Come that's, again. All I, that's all I gotta say. Um, because we're coming up. We're getting close. That's Cameron Stewart. Uh at Real Cam Stewart for bad tweets on the bird app. Uh this has been and always will be. Thanks, Cam. You're welcome. Thank you. Locked on. Thanks for making it your first listen every single day. Say, Baylor.